whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Women in Gridiron Show. Tonight, we have the whole crew together. I've got Marie, I've got Lou, I've got Christy, and I will have Danny later on in the show. Uh, It's everybody all together. We're trialing, combining with all of our forces combined, Power Rangers style, uh, to give you the best women's gridiron coverage around the country. Started off this week, let's let's look at some feel-good stories, feel-good stories of the week. Lou, what do you got? Oh, um, feel good story. Oh, I had to teach a year four class cricket at school and one of the girls could not bat, couldn't hit a bat, didn't know how to hit. Um, And by the end of the lesson, she was smashing it and we played continuous cricket and I only allow them to get max 20 runs so everyone can have a bat. And she got max 20 runs and it was amazing. And that's exactly why I teach. Oh my goodness. I'm coaching cricket this term as well. So I, I feel that. And uh, yeah, that's definitely a feel good story. Cricket is one of those like really interesting sports for girls because you don't really get a lot of exposure to it. And it really is one of those, you need good both sides of the ball to have a good game happening. So I feel that, I feel that really hard. Marie, let's come back to you. Feel good story of the week. What do you got? Oh, oh sorry. Just um, centers in the league in in general. Um, there's a new one on the Saints who's never done anything except I think she might be a power lifter and she's had three excellent games and actually has not died and I think center is the hardest game hardest position in the game and I just I love the fact that she's not giving up and she keeps going and and she's snapping it and then blocking so I think that that's my feel-good story is for all the centers who could actually get that job done. Oh my God. So much underrated centers, uh, center, the center position is so underrated because it is like we were just saying with cricket, uh, you know, you need both ends of the ball to start firing. The play does not start until the center snaps the ball. So if you've got a good center, you cherish them, you buy them pizza, you buy them donuts, you take them out for food. And as a quarterback, Lou, you'd feel me on this and Christy, given we've all been in the backfield, we appreciate those big dogs up there on the line. Moran, feel good story of the week. What do you got? Well, I've got to agree with the the center call, and uh, no center ever feels under um, appreciated in my team. That's for sure because they protect my little butt. So I very much appreciate that. So uh, I always coach um, running backs to be very appreciative of it and recognize when, whilst you may be carrying the ball into the end zone, you turn around and you tell your O line that was their touchdown. If particularly if it's up the gut, so. Um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And speaking of um, coaching running backs, I guess my feel-good story, because it definitely made me feel good, is that I got to go down finally and check out Gridiron New South Wales competition. Um, I joined Stacey with her Lions team, but I I got to see a couple of teams play actually um, and just share the love of Gridiron and and make the best of a bad situation um, and try and help the uh the sport across the the nation across the 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 boundary lines i guess yeah you did cross uh cross that boundary and you did become a new south wales for a while um and yeah i guess my feel good story of the week is that the girls that got to spend some time 
with Christy over the weekend, got so much out of it. And you could really tell uh, in our game this week that just having uh, her and Cody down there, um, just giving them a little bit of pep and a bit of confidence, um, it really just changed the way that they played. So it was a really good game. We got our first win. Uh, so that was happy days. Not going to lie, we uh, we saw the the stories happening and we were like, oh, my God, the two of them are coming to WA. So we were watching those stories pretty closely and then we saw the New South Wales. We were like, phew, that's okay. We're good. <laughs> I love how the rest of the country was like, oh, my God, where are they going? We don't know. I love it. I love it. And, <laughs> and you know, uh, Christy had a pretty good point. You know, we're, we're not doing it to, uh, you know, to, to stack teams or anything like that. You know, generally down here, there's a couple of teams that were struggling and, um, you know, the Queensland girls were just so kind to come down and, and just and help uh, just because we're low on coaches, especially in our club at the moment. So having them down there was really, really good. Let's, uh, let's roll into our first segment for tonight, guys, uh, over in Gridiron West with The Breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Um, and they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, Broncos and Saints. I know we've touched on, we've, we recently just covered uh, Broncos Saints uh, in the last game where the Saints got the win in the fourth quarter, I believe. Uh, Marie, what's the thoughts on this one? Is it going to be much different? Do you think the Broncos are, have put in the work to be able to try and get over the Saints this time? Well, obviously they would have um, walked away from that game needing to learn a lot and to um, gather their thoughts and their team and their plan and their strategy. And I guess it comes down to have they figured out that their cover one defense is not going to work. It leaves them very vulnerable to that over the top pass. Have they uh, figured out how to shut down the runs? Have they figured out how to stop um, Casey? Um, I would, I would think that with their high level coaching and the way that they play and the way that they train, that they probably will have made some changes. However, the Saints also would have learned and taken things on board and gone, wow, okay, that was more difficult than we thought. Um, and we'll possibly be looking to capitalize on some of those weaknesses, especially at the quarterback and um, I don't know, some of the other areas. It just seemed like they didn't gel as well. The O-line has some experienced players on the Broncos, but also some inexperienced players. And if the Saints capitalize on that again, then I think the results could be much the same. Lou, I guess when you're looking at teams like this uh, that have experience, uh, you know, on both sides of the ball and there's different threats uh, for be- for both sides, like is there a point to it, like, like Marie said, kind of attacking the inexperience of the players to get that edge over? Or is, or is it more of a holistic approach that you want to go into a game with rather than just targeting a couple of players? Uh, I think it's a bit of both. You, you always have to know their weaknesses and you need to target their weaknesses, but you also have to target the team as a whole because you can't just go for one weakness because then what happens um, if they change or all of a sudden they actually realise what's happening so they make changes and then your whole game plan is shot if you've just targeted that as well. So 
yes, you target weaknesses, but you need to look at the team as a whole as well because one player doesn't make a team. Um, so you've got to really, you've got to really look at that team and go, okay, well, what are our strengths and how can we exploit their weaknesses as a team using our strengths and where we can go? Is it in the air? Is it our run game? Um, is it our blockers? Um, what can we actually do to better? Because if you, if you go one person, um, that won't get you through a whole game. Christy, I think we've spoken about this before on on the way that we approach planning for for the next game ahead. And, you know, I I have been thinking about that SWOT analysis uh, that you spoke about last episode, and and I've been kind of applying that to a lot of things. In terms of applying that to this situation, when you're looking at a couple of inexperienced players, in terms of the SWOT analysis, like, do you have specific plays that you would draw up to to pick on those inexperienced players or does that need to fit like like Lou said it needs to be a whole game approach but how do you work work your plan around to gain the advantage over those inexperienced players if that's what you guys are trying to do so with the SWOT analysis that we used to do it wasn't just on the other team so you obviously do strengths weaknesses opportunities threats um, but you also do it within your own team and what we used to get is each player to do it um, to see what is a common theme because other people pick up other things as well and then as a team sort of come together and take what's our strength what's our weakness what's our opportunity what's our threat versus theirs as well um, and sometimes they and one thing we used to do is highlight the key players because you can be focusing on their weaknesses all you like but if their strength if their strengths are still blowing you out of the water uh, they'll they'll just go to their strengths you know um, so uh, you've got to keep an eye on both um, and it's really difficult when your strengths um, don't align. <laughs> so where your strengths don't align. Ideally, if your strengths are hitting their weaknesses, fantastic. Um, but I think as players, it makes you more aware on the play-by-play as well. If you're aware of, okay, their strength is, you know, their passing game or their running game. Their weaknesses um, is, you know, uh, it might be their left guard or something like that so um so you can start to really start to get into that strategy stuff um but you also don't want to overwhelm people you want people to go out there and play um so i, I don't want paralysis by analysis but it's just good for awareness out there um, because like lou said and i've done it everybody's expecting me to go out as running back and i've come out in linebacker you know um and i know that they were training to key on me um, as to nullify what they would probably consider a threat. Maybe they consider me a weakness. I don't know. But um, what they, you know, to nullify a threat um, and, and I just shot their whole game plan away. Um, did I come back into running back during the season? Yes. Um, and they probably knew that was going to happen. But that game, you know, they, they had somebody that they were unfamiliar with. So um, you can do all the analysis you want, um, but what you really want to teach players and, and coaches that are really great have this is the ability to make those in-game adjustments um, because nothing ever is going to go to plan. We know a playbook and then people, the little, where you have defense lined out on, on the playbook, they, they don't come out in that formation or do that front or do whatever you're expecting. So it's one thing to plan. It's another thing to be able to adjust. Oh, I completely agree with that. Completely agree. Marie, who, what players are we going to be looking out for in this uh, Broncos Saints game to really drive it home in terms of scoring opportunities? 
Well, I think, again, it's the same characters. You've got Struth. When Struth comes in and gets to the outside, she's almost unstoppable. Um, and then you've got Casey on the Saints, who, same thing. If she gets to the outside or she picks off a intercepted pass, she's gone. And those two, I think, are the main threats that I can think of. Yeah. So what's Sorry, the- Struth? Struth didn't actually play offense in the game against them last time. And I think that probably made a big difference. And we know that they've got huge numbers and we, and we talked about it. We all said Struth in the um, backfield, she, her up against Casey. And then obviously the opposite too, when Casey's backfield going up against Struth as linebacker, but yeah, I don't think Struth actually went in um, to offense or she didn't go, she didn't play much. She didn't come much. Yeah, this game. I, um, so I think they're probably going to need Struth in that um, in that backfield to play offense too. And I guess, like you know, we're we're talking about a Broncos outfit that, like you've said, has had that has so many players. And my question is always: when you've got such a big roster, why are there players that need to play both sides of the ball? You know, I think that that's that's a question because either you're not lifting the rest of the players to match the level of the one person that needs to play everywhere, or is it more of a you know that they're reliable, consistent? Like, is that why you're doing? Is there a you know a uh, not a propensity for injury? Like, you know, are they well conditioned? Can they afford to do that? But again, like if you're just looking at a roster size, like you want everyone to get game time. You know, so I, I, it's just an interesting way to to focus in when there's such a large roster. In terms of the Saints and their air game, uh, Marie, so Sally obviously is is a great quarterback. Um, what was the opportunities that you think that they could have capitalized on better last time? Oh, picking up on the cover zero quicker and the fact that that developed a really big weakness in the middle. Um, in the last game this week and the Saints played, Sally actually – um received a ball for a conversion and also ran in a touchdown so I haven't seen that that I can remember or it hasn't it's been a while since Sally's been that versatile so I think that may be another strength that she can capitalize on I like it that's the unknown I mean Sally like you said uh you know she's not really known for being a mobile type quarterback uh, more for her arm strength and her accuracy so yeah I reckon that that's something they could be considering. Score predictions. What do you got, Lou? Sorry. Uh, the Saints girls will be happy with me. So, Addie, Mara, Sally, this one's for you. I am actually going to go 18-14, the Saints. I think uh, I think they'll be able to do it. They'll be pumped. They beat them. I think they'll be able to do it again if Sally, again, can um, get that accuracy and she can hit her targets and Casey can have a big game too. I think they'll be able to get over them again, just like we said, with the some inexperienced players still gelling with the Broncos. I mean, I think it's going to be a completely different team second half of the season with the Broncos, but I think the Saints might be able to do it again. So I'm going 18-14 for the Saints. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. Marie, score prediction. What do you got? Oh, my God. (laughs) This is hard Um, because the Broncos obviously didn't have a game this week. Um, They're rested. They've got a huge squad. Um, The Saints have been playing, playing, playing. They're undefeated so far, but 
Um, they have a smaller squad, smaller numbers, but they've got huge, huge heart and a determination to keep going. I'm going to agree with Lou again. I'm going to pick the Saints again. Um, I think it could actually be a higher scoring game than the last one, which was 12 zip. Um, so I'm going to say we could get up into the 20s, maybe Saints 26, uh, Broncos 20. Ooh, very nice. I like that one. That's kind of good. Um, I guess I wanted to just question, has the Saints played the Vipers yet? No, not yet. They play them, I think, almost back-to-back or with one game in between. Yeah, they do. They play back-to-back. So I'm pretty sure they've got, um, I think it's Vipers, Vipers, Us, or it might be Vipers, Us, Vipers or something like that. Interesting. And, I, you know, we've spoken about schedules um, and sometimes how annoying they are, sometimes how things just don't really work. But having not played the number one team, currently being undefeated and having to go up against the undefeated team twice in a row, um, I guess that that's going to be the true test as to where everything comes out in the wash after those couple of games. Um, Christy, I know you can't really, I mean, we do it all the time. Give me a score prediction. Oh, yeah, let me just look into my um, futuristic ball here and I'm going to <laughs> um, I'm going to be just to be different. I'm going to be controversial. And um, like we've spoken about the Broncos uh, a lot previously in previous seasons of Mojo Sports here. And um, so they do have some experience. I, I do agree that they've often uh, relied on their experience and their key players. And that was something that I did call out. It's nice to hear that they have a whole heap of rookies coming through. Um, and maybe they have plans for them as they as, as they, um squad comes through. But um, I am going to go same score as Marie, but flip it and say that the Broncos win. So either way, Marie and I will be half right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I like it. Split the difference. Put a multi on. I kind of like it. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with, uh, oh, this is rough. I think it might come down again to that the final quarter in the last couple of minutes. And I think that maybe the Broncos might get it. Um, but it potentially won't be a score. I think it'll be a defensive battle where they'll get the lead and have to hold on to it um for a while so that that's where i'm going to go i'm going to put out numbers i'm going to go with 18 18 16 broncos way uh yeah let's call it how we see it i like it just while we've got both you guys here lou and marie uh lou how did your game go on the weekend give us a wrap up because you had the feature game last week oh well Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And Marie's probably laughing and shaking her head because, oh, my goodness. Oh, I I could talk about this forever. Okay, let me get started. So it was, oh, my goodness, like it was just, it was insane. I, I scored from a fumble snap that was rolling on the ground. I picked it up. Um, and then I don't know how I managed to score, but I did. Um, it was just, if, if we had footage, you should have watched Kev on the sideline. It was hilarious. He was shaking his head. He was throwing his hands up. I think we tried every play under the sun, 
every route we had and we just couldn't get it. Um, it was, yeah, it was just one of those games and, oh, just so so many fumbles as well. And from our big girls too who battle and smash through and all of a sudden the, the ball would just drop and then I went down to pick it up and she kicked it. So then the other team got it and fell on it and... Yeah, it was it was it was a it was a mess. So I can only just laugh now. I can yeah. Look, we we got twenty two points. I'm laughing about it. Let's hope next time we play them is a bit different. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, I, I think, think you're not giving yourself enough credit, Lou. I think we've all had those games though, you know, where everything, like there's literally nothing that can go right. And, and any like scenarios that you probably have not ever seen in football happen, uh, you know? So I guess, I mean, you, what you did come up against the Vipers and the final score uh, by memory, Vipers 36, Wolverines 22. My goodness, Lou, let's just, let's just put that in the wash, you know, wash that. Call it evensies. We're goods. We're goods. We're goods. Marie, did you have a game last week? No, sadly, we had our 13 players. And then uh, at our training on Tuesday night, we found out that uh, one of the players who got co- concussed against the Wolverines um, wasn't being cleared by their doctor. So that dropped us down below the minimum for the week. And sadly, we can't do sharesies. So <laughs> we were no game again this week. And we have a bye this coming week. And then yeah, we are back on, hopefully. Oh, that's rough. That's rough. Uh, you know, it, I, I think that opens up another conversation around this whole free agency player sharesy type situation. Um, I think that's, that's a topic for another episode, but I'm going to write that down and make sure we come back to that because I think that's going to be an interesting one. That's it that we've got um, for Gridiron West this week. Lou, Marie, you're more than welcome to stay and stick around for uh, New South Wales chat. Uh, Lou, I know that you've got a little baby to put to bed. So if you want to give us a bit of a sign off, then you're all good. Uh, Go back to Mama Judy's. She's poking her tongue out at me. She's ready to go. So I will see you later. See you, Lou. Pleasure, pleasure. Let's jump in. Actually, before we jump into anything, let's welcome Danny. A little bit late, but it's okay. We're all good. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm pretty good. Sorry, I was a bit late, a bit delayed tonight. Um, yeah, no, I'm feeling all right, a little bit sore, but yeah. Uh, before we jump into the breakdown, I want to do a bit of a wrap-up. Danny, because you had the feature game last week against the Raiders. Uh, talk to me. Talk to me about it. I've heard things. I haven't seen the film, but talk to me. How'd it go? Yeah, look, it was... Um, kind of a rough game in a way. Um, look, I don't, I don't think the score really reflected um, the game as such at all. Um, I think uh, my team, so the stars, we did have some, you know, times out there where we were clicking and doing really well as, you know, as a team, but then also doing some good stuff individually. Um, but then there was times where we just couldn't, couldn't complete and couldn't, couldn't actually kind of get things together, um, which we it made us, you know, obviously it made us suffer a little bit. Um, our defense was a lot better this week, which was awesome. Um, really, really proud of the girls there. It was really good. But um, Raiders came out with the kind of package that we thought they were going to. We didn't see too much different than we thought um, from Amanda, which we thought they were going to put some more stuff in, um, seeing that she had flown down. And we thought, yeah, she's going to 
bring a little bit more of a passing game, but um, there wasn't. But yeah, look, it was a tough one for us. Score definitely didn't reflect the game, I, I don't think anyway, um, but onwards and upwards and hopefully it'll be a different story next time we meet them. Yeah, I mean, I was getting updates uh, throughout the afternoon and to hear that you guys were 14-0 at halftime, such a testament, such a testament to how far your defence has come, definitely. Christy, you were at the game. What were your thoughts? Yeah, again, I think um, Danny's probably being a little hard on herself. I thought it was, I agree. I don't think the score reflected uh, the battle out there. Um, from what I saw, and, and we can't, I don't know whether I was your bad juju, but you would, um, I think you were evens when I arrived. Um, and it, it was a good battle, actually. Um, they had a good run game. They've got quite a good running back. Really liked um, what she can do. But I thought some of the defense on the stars was really uh, shutting her down. She was getting good yards, but not getting touchdowns. So, um, and she's a girl potential to get a lot of touchdowns. She uh, reads the block well and runs well. Um, so I thought the team did really well on that. Um, saw a few people go up and get some, some catches that were really good. Um, I think, and I would agree with Danny, I think they, you were marching down the field, but just towards the end of the execution of the little things, um, probably let them down. Um, and and I think there's a bit of inexperience in particular positions, so that will come through a little bit. Uh, so the, the potential there is huge. I think the, the stars are just those little uh, mistakes that are happening at the end of execution that kind of stops that drive. Uh, the sorts of things you'd probably expect at like week three or, or whatever game you're at um, early in this point. Um, but the good thing about that, Danny, is they're fixable. It's, there's no big, huge issue that I think or systemic issue with the team. The vibe was good. Um, and I, I was on the, I, I stood on both sidelines. Um, there was good vibe on both sides of the, the team. And certainly um, when I was on the other sideline, it wasn't seen as an easy game either or anything like that so it was a good game I really appreciated watching it well that is so great to hear Marie I'm sure you've been in similar situations where um you know you've you've gotten down the field and you just can't capitalize like what do you say to the team at that point where you're trying to bring it all together and just be like guys we just we just need to get this one score in how do you how do you how do you get the team to just I guess it's a concentration thing or, or, you know, there's a couple of factors, but how do you get the team to really give it their all just to get in that end zone? Yeah, it's, it's twofold. You have to have a short memory and also a long memory. So you have to forget all the crap that's happened to get you to that. Okay. We're close and we haven't quite capitalized yet point. Like forget about that. There's nothing we can do to change that. Now we have to suck it up buttercup and get our butts in gear and get into that end zone. So just freaking do it and pull your head out. Everyone's got your back here. We're all working together. We're going to do this. We're, you got to talk positively. The negativity cannot seep in. Otherwise, it just keeps going down, 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 down. Appreciate that. I love that. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to have to. I'm going to break that one out at some point this season. I like it. All right, let's roll into our next segment, the breakdown for New South Wales. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, guys. New South Wales, let's jump into this Lions-Rebels feature game. Um, um, you know, we got uh, our first game against the Rebels. Uh, it was 44-0. Um, and, you know, we, we did some great things on defense, um, but our ch- team has changed a little bit. We've lost some uh, a couple of players that really were big, big plays for us during that first game. Uh, so for me, it's just going to be about fitting together the pieces, I guess. Moran, what, what's your, I mean, obviously we told everybody that you guys were, you were down playing with us on the weekend and we were talking about how this next game is really important for us because we really want to keep that momentum. Well, I'm like you, I'm keen. I love this stuff. So the Rebels are at uh, the top of the table for a reason, right? Uh, they've got depth, they've got speed and they they play hard. Um, and uh, I've been with the team now for one game, totally experienced. Um, so with one with one game, and I saw what they're like when they're up, which is great because we won on the weekend, right? Oh, look at me saying we. So Lions won on the weekend, and um, and I and it's good for me coming in if I'm going to to come in and sort of mentor the backfield and things like that with our running backs. Um, it's good to know what that feels like for a team, and it was good. The vibe was good. It was like they were and. They were having it starting to have a go at stuff. And I, I think if we'd had a bit longer of time on the field, you would have seen some stuff really coming away. And that's good to know. It's how we, we get that feeling on the field against another team where we mightn't quite be in front, but we're still having a crack at things. We're still give, having a go. Sometimes we're improvising. Sometimes um, I'm talking about those in-game adjustments. Um, and, and sometimes we're sticking to what we know and our playbook and what works and what's practice tried and true. Um, and I think it's just a bit of, for me, it's keeping calm. It's keeping calm. It's a long game, right? Um, and I always say, let's be urgent, not panic. The game is done at a furious rate, but be urgent, not panic. Um, that allows you to think, that allows you to see, that allows you to breathe, that allows you to react and, and do some things. And um, I think having old heads come in like yourself, Stacey, I see you doing that often. Um, there's a lot of people in your team that can do that for the team. And I think that's when they need to really step up and shine. I think you just really need to rely on that. Hey, we're doing it for each other. And what I, I'm a bit like Marie in that, um, uh, have that, don't have that, I have that long-term memory and forget the last play. But if they can't, I say, okay, if you didn't do the best on that play, you better make up for it on this next one for yourself, for the team next to you. If, just, if you feel like you, oh, damn, that was me, you know, I didn't win my battle that time, win the next one, you know, because that's what the game is. It's about opportunity after opportunity, 10 seconds after 10 seconds, play after play to make up for stuff, to change the momentum, to get it back. The game is not over until that final whistle. That's it. Oh my god, that was inspirational as shit. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Danny, you got your hand up. What do you? What, what's up? Yeah. Look, I am very interested to see how your game is actually going to go because you know Rebels have had how many weeks off now? They had a washout round. They had yep, and they had a bye. So, you know, yes, yes, they're going through undefeated, and we all know that they're. They're a very good team. They're very fast. They do have a lot, a lot of depth. But it'll be interesting to see whether they're not getting complacent or if 
they just yeah just to see really where, where they go with it because you and you guys are coming off the back of a win everyone's on a high you got a couple of new new players cu- coming in keeping things fresh you know mentoring and seeing how all that comes together it's going to be really really interesting to actually see if you can even get them on the back foot which I think you might be able to and take that and just ride with it just grind it out and I really think it's going to be a good game for you guys and I have all the faith in the world that you're going to give them a little bit of a hard time and I think they're going to not be expecting it so look I really think this game let's go for a score prediction I think this game's going to be unfortunately Rebels way i hate to say it, but I think they're obviously going to be up there. We know that they're a tough team, undefeated, got depth. Um, and I think it will be a – I think I think Lions will get points on the board. So I'm going to go around maybe 12 to about 42 or so in the 40s. I know that's a, that is a big, um, big gap, but I just think that Rebels are going to have it um, – over the Lions, but I think it's going to take a little bit for the Lions to get over the line. Christy, what do you reckon? Yeah, look, I agree. I think uh, the Rebels are, look, clearly much more polished than the Lions are at this point. Um, They've got a lot of experience. They've got a lot of depth. They've got the numbers as well. Um, And as Stacey said, they've lost, they've had to change their personnel around a little bit. Uh, But I think this will be a good test for the Lions to see their progress. Um, and I agree. I think they will get points on the board. I think uh, they are going to show progress. I don't think they'll win at this point, but I think they might surprise um, on the odd occasion and get into that end zone. So um, naturally, I've got a now an affinity with the team. So I'm going to say they're going to get 40 odd points um, and going to say that maybe we get a little bit more and a team on the board. And that's, I think, for uh, the Lions, a win. I will take that as a win. I think that's really, really good for a team of that young and green. I think that, that'll be great. Marie, do you have a prediction at all? I know you don't, you know, obviously get to see really see our games or anything like that, but from well, your, your view, what are you talking about? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just go the underdogs because I always do. And you never know what's going to happen. Like you mentioned the C word, complacency. Um, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen with uh, stronger teams against way weaker teams than the Rebels and Lions. So I won't say a score. I'll just say, yeah, Lions, do it. Love it, Murray. I think we're twin flames on that. Uh, I love an underdog, and that's why I'm excited about the game. But I get why Stacey is nervous. <laughs> Stacey has, uh, I don't know, I think she handed the ball. Uh, the, the quarterback has walked off the field right now and she's left it up to the, uh, the, wild, the wildcat uh, Moran to run out the rest of it. She's got uh, mum duties, um, so she's got two young ones, so fair enough. Um, but uh, next part, we are going into what we call our rapid fire. Hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. And our rapid fire is three words to describe your game. So your game in general, not the last game, but your game in general. Um, Maria. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you get to be my age and you're still playing a collision sport, my first word is survival. My second word is um, determination. 
obviously I'm, I'm an extremely determined person. Things don't, don't beat me easily. And then my third word would be learning. Uh, every single snap, every single play, learn, learn something. <laughs> so that's my three. Oh, I love it, particularly that last one. And given that we are experienced, mature players, um, I tell people I'm 25. We all know that's not the truth, but we go with that. Uh, the fact that you can still learn even and do all the basics all over again and still be learning and have that learning, you can never stop learning. Absolutely agree with that. Love it. And you, Danny? This is a tough one for me. Um, you know, I think we're all our own self, like worst critic self-critic um but for myself I'd say maybe smarts because I always like to think that I tend to be quite smart and I like to try to be smart um and that's just in the form of you know knowing my playbook hopefully back to like you know back to front know all of it you know try and know as much as I can what's in front of me and knowing what to do in certain situations um then I'd say probably direction as in this is all me actually being able to give direction to people. I think that's one of my key ones too. Um, and, oh, God. I'd say maybe probably determination too, too also. Um, I do get very, very determined and um, kind of once I have something in my head, I just kind of want to, want to go for it. So, um, maybe those those three, but that's a that's a, that's a really hard one to sit there and think about. Yeah. And if I must say, that would be the the three words or values that I would you'd love to see in any QB. So that's good, Danny. Uh, for me, I think um, one of them. I'm going to hyphenate it. I'm going to cheat and say team player. Um, I, I there's a reason why I play uh, gridiron team sports, but gridiron gridiron or American football is the ultimate team sport, and I love that. Um, everybody is out there has a job to do, um, and that's why you like we said previously, you can't rely on one player; it requires everyone. Um, the other one for me is influencer. No, not social media <laughs> at all. At all, I'm terrible. Just watch me take a selfie, but. Um, I feel like I'm able to be a calm or overriding influence for a lot of people because it can be, especially for rookies, it can be a lot. It's a lot of information. There's a lot of nuances in our sport. Um, and I like to, I don't run the huddle. That's a QB's job and all that sort of stuff. But when they're going to get the play, the team's mine then, uh, especially the offensive team. And that's where I can say, you know, how we're going, let's go. Yep, we, yep, O-line, that wasn't our best one. Let's make up for it. I think it's going to be a pass play next. Let's show them how it's done. Let's give it plenty of time. That sort of stuff. Just take them back to the back basics. I do that at training and do that in a game. Um, and the third one, I would have to say reliable. Um, uh, I try to be really consistent in my performance um, and just be reliable. I'm reliably there um, and do what's required. I like to be reliable. I do what my teammate next to me needs to be done. Um, whether I'm all of those things, I'm not sure, but they're the things that I aim to be. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Well, we'd love to um, hear what, you know, on the socials and all of that sort of stuff, what your three words would be if you're playing or going to play gridiron, what you think your three words would be to describe your game um, or maybe your values for a game. So hit us all up on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, all of it, Facebook, 
Um, please download on Spotify um, and give us a like, give us a five star, give us all the ratings. Um, just let us know that you're watching. Send us some questions. But until then, we'll be back uh, next week with a new episode. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. See Thanks, ya. Paul. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.